Hi, this is Dr. MJ coming to you from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. This is the Women in Dentistry podcast where we feature women in dentistry making waves and leading the industry through the next decade. I am your host, Dr. Mary Jane Hanlon, a former dental assistant, dental hygienist, and now dentist. I am pleased to introduce you today to Ms. Vanessa Emerson. Vanessa is the founder of Dental Speaker Institute and the Dental Speakers Bureau. She is known as a thought leader by clients, prospects, and meeting planners and peers. Her marketing services are in high demand, specializing in speaker materials, website design, and email marketing services. Speaking and consulting dovetail, most speakers offer consulting and mentoring services. A member of the Academy of Dental Management Consultants since 2013, Vanessa is honored to serve as co-chair of the Academy's Marketing Committee. Her Jumpstart Dental Meetings Professionals Annual Conference attract dental speakers, event planners, and sponsoring partners who come together to learn, network, and support each other in growing the dental meetings industry. Honored by Dental Products Report as one of the top 25 women in dentistry in 2017, Vanessa is known as the go-to resource for inside the dentistry information that helps meeting planners create better meetings, speakers acquire more bookings, and both to meet their business goals. She is frequently booked by dental organizations who would like to encourage their members to explore and expand their roles as speakers and consultants in dentistry. It is my pleasure now to bring you to my interview with Vanessa Emerson. Hey everyone, it's Dr. MJ. I am so excited to bring to you today Ms. Vanessa Emerson. Vanessa and I met a couple years ago at Jumpstart 2019 for the first time. I had spoken to her for many months before that trying to work on my speaking brochure and developing my website, et cetera, et cetera, which is her specialty. And believe it or not, she is one of the reasons why I have gotten to know so many amazing women in dentistry over the last year and a half, two years, because Vanessa is the connector. And I am going to let you share a little bit about your story. But I think by the time you finish sharing that, Vanessa, that people understand what I mean by the connector. So without any further ado, I would love it if you could share with us how you got into dentistry. Thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it's interesting that I didn't start out as a connector, but I do think that's what has developed. I fell into dentistry completely by accident. I used to work with a general surgeon. I probably never even told you this story. And had he not retired for the second time, <laughs> I probably would still be working with him because I absolutely loved belly surgery as awesome. And I, we were in a small part of Arizona where as his office manager, I was trained to come hold a laparoscopic uh, instrument and be able to help him with uh, belly surgeries. And that's pretty amazing. I just, surgery rocks. Anybody who's OMS out there listening gets that. <laughs> but he retired for the second time. And I was looking for another general surgery office manager, practice administrator position, because I've always been somebody behind the scenes. It's kind of like being a mom. And I don't mean that in any way to call other employees children, but you know, like how as moms, we kind of coordinate and, and uh, really like pull everything together. That's something I'm good at. And so I've always been an office manager and like just wearing all the different hats in, in different industries. That was almost 20 years ago. It was 2001. So I was looking for a position with a general surgery center. I was even interviewing and I happened across an ad in the paper back in the day when there were ads in the paper. Well, that was a while ago. <laughs> that was a while ago. And this person was looking for an assistant for a dental speaker and consultant. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> and so I went, answered the ad was, um, when she opened the door, I immediately knew I liked Catherine Itell Belts, and luckily she hired me, and that's really how I, I just happened into dentistry. I knew nothing about it. She hired me to help her market her speaking and consulting and help her with her office, and we worked together for almost 12 years. A few years into that, she really encouraged me as her colleagues were asking, how are you guys finding success? And so she would encourage me to help them with their marketing and, you know, just share what we were doing. And 
together, uh, she and her colleagues said, you really should be coaching or, you know, they, they kind of encouraged me that wind beneath my wings to, uh, they encouraged me to start my own part-time business. And so now here we are in 2020. In fact, almost like another week or so, I'm going to be in my 20th year helping dental speakers and consultants. And I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I just can't believe it. So well, the focus of what we do, would you like me to share that? Yes, yes, absolutely. But let me just go back for one second. You know, it's so funny. I did not know that's how you and Catherine met. And that is an amazing story. Amazing, amazing. She's um, one of my life's greatest teachers. For anyone who doesn't know Catherine Itell Belt, she's a lionspeak.net. She's one of the most graceful communicators. And she's just eloquent. Um, in her communication style. And I've, I learned so much from her about business and, and about confidence and about stepping into who you are and, and embracing who you are and being comfortable with who you are. So she's, um, she's just an amazing woman. And that was, um, it was divine guidance because I certainly wasn't looking to work in dental. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> divine guidance. Absolutely. So, so share with our community, what it is that you have expanded into and what you're doing now in dentistry. We really started as a marketing firm with helping people who were speakers and or consultants with helping them pull together their marketing materials. And it quickly grew into um, adding a directory, which has now become a directory and a bureau hybrid, which, well, if you think about like yellow pages and white pages for anybody who's still familiar with that concept, but it's a, a website where meeting planners can come and look up someone by their name or by their topic. The bureau aspect of it just means that we'll take them by the hand and help them. You know, they don't have to do it on their own. We'll, we'll help them be able to find the right fit speakers for their meetings. So we've always had the marketing. We took it to that next level of the bureau and then, um, what I'm most excited about right now is our Dental Speaker Institute, and there's a, a big focus on um, education there. If you think about in our industry, we have other academies and institutes that are focused on clinical skills. Well, it would be the similar thing for the speaker. It helps the speaker become better at what they do. In fact, MJ, I haven't had the chance to tell you yet, we're about to unroll, unleash, uh, announce our fellowship. Excellent. I'm so excited you finally finished that. Excellent. <laughs> finally is the keyword. <laughs> well, I know it's been a it's been a journey. So I do know that aspect of it. And content development is is quite a process. And because I know full well what it takes to develop content. And it's not easy. And starting something from scratch is never easy. So congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. We're excited. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more about it. Thank you. Uh, well, it'll be out this summer, and um, we, as a as a group at Dental Speaker Institute, we have a faculty of almost twenty educators right now, which I think over time will grow to thirty or forty, and um, it's over three hundred education hours. Plus, there's a component of what the person is doing in the industry as far as where they're speaking and a certain number of meetings that has to be met to meet the criteria, and then at the end, there's an examination. Um, in front of a, a peer-reviewed, I guess our faculty, um, I'm trying to think what the right term would be, but there's a, an examination at the end, a 30-minute speech before they can earn the, the fellowship designation. So we're really excited. There's nothing like it that we've seen in the industry. No, I know there isn't. So congratulations. That is, is phenomenal. So, you know, now that everyone knows about what it is that you're doing, I'd love for you to explain a little bit about what Jumpstart is, because that's, you know, initially how you and I first met. Just go through what it is that Jumpstart does and how it tries to help support speakers in our industry. And for those of you that don't understand, if you have any desire to speak down the road, the person that you need to connect with, obviously, the connector is Vanessa. And, you know, what she has done for multitude of us in developing our websites and developing our, our speaker brochure is to help us get out of our head what it is that we have up here and put it down on paper and allow us to have a way of expressing what it is that we are passionate about and what we would like to teach about. So just to 
engage us a little bit more in talking about Jumpstart. I love what I do. I just love working with dental professionals. Many of them are new to speaking and consulting. Some of my clients have been 40 years of speaking, but find that they are hitting a rut. They need to like, you know, business started again. But I have found that many dental professionals get to a place in their career where they um, are, have something to share. You know, they've been doing this for some time, no matter what this is, you know, as office manager, as dentist, as hygienist, as what, whatever it is you do. And there's probably something that you're passionate about that you, if you could take the time to sit down and create a course, you could probably, if you're excited about infection control, you could teach a course on it. You know, I think that for all of us, if we love our, our work, we find something we're really passionate about. I know MJ that you have definitely been passionate about the business side of dentistry and leadership. And um, we all are super passionate about something. So for me, I've grown into this passion of loving to help speakers become speakers. And ultimately for most people who speak in dental, it's because they're wanting to be able to grow a consulting business. Those are tied really closely. And what I'd love to do, I actually have a copy of my book. It's the proof. It's been sitting here for a while, but so you think you want to speak in dentistry. If anybody would like a copy, it's just this little quick primer. You don't have to buy it on Amazon. I'll just give it to you. If you just shoot me an email, info at thedentalspeaker.com, I'd be happy to share it with you. And that will help you um, understand what to do to get started at the foundational level. Now, Jumpstart, you asked me about MJ. It's not really for brand new speakers. It's for people who are, are at least know they have um, a niche. They've, they've done some work. They've already you know, done a business plan. They already are at least rolling. Um, but for those people who are anywhere from a developing speaker through a master, Jumpstart brings education that is, it meets all of those levels. We have some members that have been 30 to 40 years of speaking that are coming and learning each year. We definitely have a lot of the newer speakers anywhere from, you know, getting started to like three to five years on that, on that earlier end. And so we bring, Jumpstart is really about getting together to network, but mostly to, to learn. It's um, three and a half days of education. We also invite event planners and sponsoring partners to join us. And my ultimate vision for Jumpstart is to be a meetings professionals gathering where I would like to see even more event planners and even more uh, sponsoring partners be there with us so that I feel like we have such an opportunity to shape our industry. Our industry has been, um, well, like the world kind of shook up and tossed on its head for a minute with COVID, right? Everything's changed. And so I'm really excited for our next conference, which is in January early January, January 6th through 9th. I'm really excited for that opportunity for us to come together, a couple hundred people in a ballroom to be able to talk about what has been working, what hasn't been working, where do we want to go, and together uh, shape our industry in a way that helps each other meet our goals. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Are you going to do the fellowship outside of Jumpstart then? Because that, you know, in and of itself, that's, that's a long uh, three-day program. Here's the way to distinguish that in your mind. Dental Speaker Institute is the fellowship. Okay. It may be a mastership at some point, but the institute itself is this educational program. So Dental Speaker Institute sponsors Jumpstart, and there will be other meetings that we start sponsoring in 2021. We'll have more um, smaller weekend lab type um, experiences where you can come and learn about a certain part of the journey as a speaker. But ultimately, it's an education course at its core, and what the Institute really is is this. I mean, it's not a, there's not an address and a street where you can go to a building. It's really more this idea of the fellowship. Oh, very exciting. Congratulations, Vanessa. I'm, I'm really excited to see this expansion and to see you keep moving forward. Really excited. So, you know, as one of the things that one of my goals for the, the Women in Dentistry podcast is to help others in the world of dentistry to inspire them and to maybe do something more, do something different with their careers that they might 
want to do and while still staying in dentistry. And so your venue gives them that opportunity. And I, I'm, I'm really excited to support you in, in that venture because, you know, I can't thank you enough myself personally for the ability to, you know, interact with all these amazing people, male and female across the country that I have been able to meet because of the Institute. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for that. But, you know, I, I think we need to get a little bit more personal on this. And, and so I'd like to ask you, start to ask you a couple of questions, if you don't mind. What do you think is the single best piece of advice that you have ever been given in your career? You know, as I think about your audience and uh, what I might be able to share to help them I don't know that it was even advice that someone gave me, but advice that something I've learned that I had to step into and, and put on and wear like a new coat hmm. that uh, you are enough. You are enough right where you are. You are, you don't have to prove yourself to anybody. Just listen to your heart. And I, I feel myself getting a little emotional because I think this whole jump start and the fellowship and, and so much that's come to me in my life in dental has been because I answered an ad in the paper, you know, and then I just followed my gut and I would encourage you wherever you are and whatever you're passionate about and whatever you want to create for your life. One thing would be be sure you have a life vision, not a business vision, a life vision. Like what do you want to do day after day after day in your life so that you can be sure you're driving the bus toward that. And then just get quiet and lean into your gut. And, you know, I think as children, I think most of us probably were taught about right and wrong and our parents tried to instill values and character and, you know, a guiding, a, a GPS system for us, right? Whether that came from church and home or what, but when we tap into that gut or our heart and we lean into what feels right and then especially what makes us excited, just know that uh, dentistry, oh man, if you're newer to dentistry, if you've been in dentistry very long, you know this, but dentistry is like where it's going on. We have attracted the most amazing people in dental. And I have found that by and large, most of them are giving and loving. And it's a, it's a unique individual that is attracted to dentistry. I don't know why, but, and I've worked in other industries. It's just, would you agree, MJ? I feel like- Without a doubt, it, the, across the board, industry professionals, dentist, assistants, hygienist, it doesn't matter where you are in this field. It's just an amazing field. And nothing, no more has it been as prevalent as in the last 10 weeks during this COVID crisis pandemic that we have seen the coming together of more and more industry leaders helping one another doing things for free just to support one another. Yes. Give me your, you know, here, I, here's the information that I've been working on. Please use it, do whatever you want with it so that maybe it will help you. I mean, just amazing collaboration. And I think that's the one word that I have been really focused on this year is collaboration. And I see that more in dentistry than any other industry ever. I love that. And thank you, because that's exactly the point I'm wanting to make is that I think when we lean into what we feel passionate about and what we feel is right, our next right step, we have to know where we want to go in our life, but we don't have to know the exact next step in business. We just need to lean into it and follow our heart because in dental, you're going to find that people want to help. I have found the reason I'm at where I'm at in my career is not because I'm so awesome. It's because I have really amazing colleagues and friends that help lift me up. I mean, I could give you example after example after example of where I just would share with someone what I'm thinking and they would connect me with the right person. And that's part of why I'm so passionate about connecting others. But I just want to encourage your listeners, no matter what it is they're wanting to do, in dental, like where they're wanting to take their career, just know that if you feel strongly about it, then that's your, your clue that that's the right step for you, at least for the next step. And just, just lean into it and allow it to unfold. Yeah. You know, I can't agree with you more on that piece of advice. And I think that the only thing I would add is that you can do this. And if you cannot stop thinking about it, 
if it keeps haunting you, like this idea for this podcast did, it just, I kept saying, <laughs> oh no, there's got to be somebody that's doing it. Oh no, I'm not going to research it. Somebody already had, has, has figured this out. It just kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And finally I did the research and found that nobody was doing this. And I said, okay, that's a sign. I got to do this, you know? So that it, it, it's that nudge, that, that universal nudge that just keeps tapping you on the shoulder saying, hey, Bozo, I'm telling you, do this. <laughs> if you keep getting that, pay attention because that's your instinct saying, okay, this is where we want you to think about going. You don't have to yeah. go there, but here's your choice and your opportunity. And sometimes opportunity knocks us over the head and we still don't pay attention. And I think that's, that's the big piece of advice is to pay attention to what you keep getting in your mind as an idea, because that usually is the right way to go. I 100% agree. And I think too, when we get knocked on the head, instead of saying, oh, don't hit me in the head, like COVID, if instead we can say, what's the opportunity here? I've been hit in the head. What's the opportunity here? Always, always, always. And I actually, you know, maybe we can uh, speak about this more later, but there has been so many silver linings with this whole pandemic that you know, I am very thankful for it. And I know many of my colleagues have expressed the same thing. So, you know, it is an opportunity and there is a lot of things that we can do, even when it seems to be an obstacle, it's just dressed as an obstacle. It is an opportunity, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah. What do you think helped you most to get where you are today? You know, is it, is it just the colleagues that you've been fortunate enough to meet? Or do you think that that there are other things that have contributed to your success. Oh, for sure, right? We're all a we're all a stew. We're not just one hunk of meat on a plate. We're like the stew that has all the different ingredients. That's a really great way to explain it, Vanessa. Good for you. I always think about food, uh, but you know, really, awesome. there. <laughs> really, there's so many things. Like you can go back to childhood. I was raised on a farm. My work ethic, I think, is. Um, very uh, specific because uh, of what we had to do as kids and I grew to love work and I think because I I really like to work I have put a lot of hours in and certainly that has helped but beyond that you know if there if I look at besides me and the, the makeup of who I am and the and whatever talent I might bring I want to say too I don't have a college degree I think that's worth noting, like where I'm at in my career and the success I've been able to find, I really, I'm not in any way not getting a college degree, but I have talked to people over the years that felt like they were less than because they didn't have the same credential as someone else. And I just want to point out that that's our inner voice, not an outside world necessarily. And a lot of, a lot of things you can create in your own life as far as a business and stuff. Don't let that inner voice hold you back. Instead, lean into it and really, really run with it. But you know, if there was one overall thing that has helped my business grow more than any other, it's coaching, having the right coach. I've had multiple coaches. And in fact, I keep looking down because I've got this cat <laughs> under my feet and I don't want to step on him because you'll hear that. And plus it probably wouldn't feel good. But um, I've had multiple coaches over the years. And right now I have three coaches. Uh, and for different things, but on the business coaching to find the right business coach, my business in the last four years that I've been working with um, Mark LeBlanc, who helps a lot of speakers and consultants, my production has nearly tripled in the last four years. I mean, that's like as a dental, as a dentist, the dental practice, we look at that and go, whoa, like I like that consultant. I want that person coming back. So I, I think it's the same for us, no matter what we're doing professionally to to lean into someone else who has already been there and done that and listen to their advice and be a good student. Listen to your gut because not everything that my coaches suggest to me do I do, but I find that but when it feels right, I, I find that it has really helped me. It's those outside eyes in the business that Chuck Blakeman would say, right? It's so important to have. Um, Chuck Blakeman, author of Making Money is Killing Your Business, which is a great book for dentists, for every entrepreneur. The book that you introduced me to and, and led me down the path to connect with him. And he's been to my study groups, been to the, to the school and, and on behalf of the students 
has spoken in depth about different principles and love his concepts. Love that book. Absolutely love it. It's my favorite business book. I've read it probably at least four times. I listened on Audible probably three times. <laughs> it's really that good. Yeah. But outside eyes on the business, I think is really helpful for us, no matter who, who we are, what we do in our businesses, um, to have someone else who can guide us uh, that has this track record. Well, and expertise too, right? We all can be really brilliant, but we can't be brilliant at everything. And you have to re recognize, it's kind of like for a dentist, you know, I chose not to do oral surgery because I'm not an expert in oral surgery. I didn't spend the time doing that, that, and nor do I feel comfortable doing that. I didn't do molar endos because I'd rather send that out. So I realize that I'm not an expert in different areas, but there are really are things that I am very good at. Those things I concentrate on but I would get a referral to somebody else for those other things. And coaching is kind of like that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. With the idea that we, that, that when we reach out, they then turn their attention to our business and help us grow in those areas. So, yeah, I think that would be my big overall one that would be something that others could emulate would be just the importance of working with the coach. Great advice. Thank you so much. Who do you think has had the biggest impact on your life? You've mentioned a couple of different people. Is there anyone in particular that has had most impact on you as a person? And then maybe separately you as a, as a business. Well, as a business, that's the easy one because it's definitely Catherine. You know, she's like a sister to me. And it's because, um, you know, we've had lots of years working together. And without her hiring me, without me looking at that ad, I just look at that MJ sometimes, I think 20 years later, where would I be? What would I be doing? I'd probably still be an office manager in a general surgery practice, which I probably would love. But my horizon has expanded by a hundred because now I can do, I can do what I want as an entrepreneur. I just love that. You know, on the personal side, oh my gosh, it's hard to, there's so many people that have had a big impact on me. One person that's really affected me as an individual is the, uh, the person that I used to work with, the, the surgeon. Um, his name was uh, Dr. Raj Hyatt. He's since passed. And really beloved general surgeon here in the Phoenix area in the East Valley for his entire career. And um, one of the best men, get me all emotional one of the best men I've ever known I I think what it is about him that really impacted me is I never in all the years I worked with him um, I never heard him utter a, a negative word never and I'm like I think he's a little bit superhuman a little bit uh, angelic in that regard you know and and I knew him really well and that just really impressed me that he he was so kind and even when others would try to get him to go there, he would always have a response of in, on the positive. And I think that's lacking in our world. I see, especially in the age of social media, and it's so easy to like shame people when we don't even know them. You know, it's like I, we see examples of this um, that is, it's hard for, it hurts me in my belly, you know, it hurts me in my heart when I see how people can be so mean to each other, people that they don't even know. And I think about somebody like him who his whole life, I don't know his whole life, but the, all the years I was with him, and I can't imagine it just started then, that um, I've never heard, never heard him say a disparaging word and worked with him, you know, four to five days a week for years. Isn't that amazing? A special yeah. person. Great character, really great character. And I, I would like to, um, I think about character. You know, and I, I would like to be more like that, like that word character, like what that even means. And I think as leaders, we have to think about our actions and what we say. And, and it really, you know, not from the standpoint, just so that the mark we leave is the mark that we want to leave. Not so much even so that, you know, like you're not trying to get something from that, but like the person you want to be. I mean, that's a leader to me is someone great character. Well, and, and isn't it so true that it's more about what people, how people perceive you as a person rather than, you know, what your perception of yourself is. So you may perceive yourself as a giving kind person. However, 
your actions may speak differently to others. And I think it's more that the actions have to align with what we say, think, and do. And I think that's what tells the story. That's like um, brand in the marketing world, right? So our brand lies in the hearts and minds and thoughts of those who consume our services or who are considering that. Even though we might think our brand is one thing, I think it's just, I just never had thought about that till now. Thank you for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruminate on that a little bit. <laughs> I like that. Good, good, good. So what do you think is the biggest obstacle that you have overcome that you're most proud of? I think it's that. It's about feeling comfortable with, you know, MJ, I'm just a country girl who got lucky in a lot of ways and who has a good work ethic and has really good friends and who got good coaching and all these things. But in a lot of ways, I'm pretty lucky where I ended up. I'm a cat lady. I mean, you can tell I'm like, I'm, I'm quirky. I'm weird. I think I'm fun, but I'm not, you know, like I think we, people can get real judgy if they, if they want to be, but I, I think it's about getting to the point where like, that doesn't matter. Like be you, bring you, be happy, be kind. And the people will just flock to want to be around that energy. And that's been to me, I think one of my greatest um, blessings as well as something I can look back now and go, I wasn't very confident when I was younger and even probably into my thirties, I, I was, I was kind of judging me against other people and I was maybe not enough, but somehow along the line. And I really do think honestly, I've got really great friends. You know, it's about, I saw a quote on social media today. It was said something about, look at the, look at the friends you hang with and that's who you're going to be in a few years. And I thought that I, I was lucky. You're okay <laughs> with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think that's a really valid point because, you know, as you know, you know, gaining confidence is something that I want to inspire our audience to grab a hold of by telling them stories of other women that may have been, have done or accomplished something that they aspire to do. So, you know, overcoming that, even though you didn't have the confidence as a young woman and doing it anyway, that's inspirational, right? That's a major accomplishment. And, you know, I, I often wonder what, what, why we have so many women with self-worth issues you know, that makes me cry and sad. And, you know, what is it? I mean, I myself suffered the same thing as a young woman. I can remember going through this very affluent town that my dad was a teacher in, but we would never go there because only the, the rich people shop there. And I remember reflecting back on that after dental school and thinking, you know, why would I think that as a kid? You know, like what led me to think that way? It wasn't like my mom or dad ever said, you can't shop there. It wasn't like, you know, or go there or be in that town or, but th that was absolutely my memory of driving through that area was, oh my gosh, I can't ever come here because I'm not good enough or not, you know, can't make enough money ever in my entire life to possibly shop here. And it just made me sad to to reflect back on that. And I, I, I do wonder, I think it's environmental. I do think it's how we grow up. And I, I hope that many of the young women that are becoming moms today really take this to heart and, and find ways to not, not overprotect or over puff up their children, but give them the, the tools to get confidence at a young age. Because I think the sooner we gain confidence in our ability, the better. I agree with you. And I think it's kind of a tricky one, you know, as having raised my own kids, I know you have, and I think it was back to what would I have done different? And I think it's just somewhere along the line, and I'm sure it was a combination of home and school and church and like all the different leaders and the different messages, but I think what's important for us as we raise our children is to instill in their minds so that, that it's like you have to figure that out on your own self. Somebody can't do that for you. And I really didn't have a reason. To, and it's not that I was super unconfident or super shy, but there was always that element of a, a little self-doubt. And, and I think that's healthy too. I mean, it's just, it's about finding the right balance. 
and really feeling comfortable with who you are. You know, and because we're all so unique and different, and maybe it depends on where we grow up to. Uh, you know, entirely small town in the country versus in a you know big place with a lot of people. And I don't know. I'm probably kind of rambling on this, but I think there is something there about us helping our children, but ultimately letting, giving them the tools so that they can figure it out at the right time for them. Exactly. And I think too not solving all the problems, right? Yes. Giving them the ability to take a problem, analyze it, figure out the first step that they need to take to solve that problem, whatever the case may be. Because I think that when we learn how to take these small incremental steps, if we just do one step a day, that's it. You don't have to do a lot, but one step a day has the cumulative effect of a major storm at the other side, right? That, that you collectively put those steps together and you can run a marathon, you can accomplish a huge, tremendous goals, amount of goals in a time frame. It may not be the shortest time frame. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It's just a matter of getting there, right? Is there anyone in dentistry today who inspires you to do what you do? Oh my gosh, there's a lot of people, you know, some that we've mentioned, but certainly the, the faculty member that's members that we work with for Dental Speaker Institute, and you know, there's uh, close to 20 there uh, that are speaker development coaches that that's their focus is to help other speakers grow around their presentation skills or the content development or in different areas of different types of marketing. Certainly they inspire me. You know, somebody who I, I feel is just really a bright light is Ann Duffy um, with, with Dental Entrepreneur Women, which is uh, something that would be of interest to your readers as well if they don't know. We've already done that. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we had a great time together. She's like my Dr. Hyatt. She's somebody who's a very special individual in, in dental, and we're so lucky to have her and uh, her leaning so um, brightly into helping empower others. There are too many. There's too many to um, list them all. Over the years, I've worked with over 500 speakers and helping them with their materials. And I could sit down and I could just start looking through my QuickBooks <laughs> to remind me of all the names and tell you, oh, this was so great about each of these people. I mean, they, they, what really inspires me is that they come at this life through wherever they came from, you know, that, that background to become a hygienist or an assistant or a doctor or an office manager or whatever they do. And they feel so pulled to make a difference in dentistry. That really inspires me. They really want to see patients healthier and have better lives. And like they believe so strongly that it's possible that you can't not be inspired to be around. Uh, and there are thousands of speakers in dentistry. I don't know if you know the current number. I had heard a year or two back, there was like one and a half million dental professionals in North America, something like that. Like we're a huge industry and we have thousands of speakers and consultants. Um, but when you compare that to one and a half million dental professionals, you think about how many patients that is. Well, it's going to be hundreds of millions. Yeah. The whole country, right? Because it's everybody, somebody has, I mean, there's very few people I think in this country that don't have a dentist or don't have easy enough access to a dentist. I think it's the opposite, you know, that there's more than enough dentists to go around and dental offices to provide great service. So yeah, you're right. It is a huge industry, huge industry. What could be one thing that people would be surprised to know about you? <laughs> that I have a black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I didn't know that. Know that. That's awesome. That's the one I pull out of my hip pocket. You know, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> but when our kids were younger, all four of us, um, when we were still out in California, um, we um, were involved in Taekwondo for several years. Our, my kids earned almost their second degree, but I have a first degree black belt in Taekwondo. And it was, oh my gosh, so much fun. It was a great workout. I bet. I bet. Oh my gosh, that's pretty exciting. Um, this is an interesting question and people get either stumped or can think of a million of them. Have you had an aha moment when you realized that you were doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing? Oh, I get them all the time. I knew you'd say that. It's that gut thing again. 
it's, it's it's that check, checking into your gut. One of my favorite quotes is from a spiritual teacher, and it always kind of cracks me up. Can I say a cuss word on this? Sure, sure. I don't think the audience would mind. <laughs> I don't think so. But it always makes me chuckle because uh, she's a spiritual leader, and uh, because she said about you know when you're trying to determine you know and you have a challenge you're trying to work through, and you're trying to figure out what what's my next step. When you check into your gut. If it's not for now, a hell yes, consider it for now, a hell no. And I, to answer to your question, I can't tell you how often I think hell yes. <laughs> I want to check into my, my gut. I'm like, just, uh, I'm so lucky because I, I landed, I didn't set out to work in dental. I landed in the best place in the world, working with some of the best people in the world, doing some of the most fun stuff in the world. And being able to meet so many awesome people every day that, um, so it's for me probably an aha practically every day. Unbelievable. I knew you were going to say that because either people have to really think about it or they have a million of those, that those expressions every day. And I have to agree with you. I, I have several, you know, hundreds of them a month. So I know I'm exactly where I need to be. And just one other thing, you know, when you, when you said check into your brain, that's in the stomach, you know, those words are very true. And I don't know if you know this or not, but I've been studying a little bit about epigenetics. And if, if you don't know much about the topic, just do a Google search on that and you should be able to find a little bit, but fascinating, fascinating topic. And the brain is not the only brain that we have. You know, the gut does have a, a complete independent brain system. And that's why we feel so much in the gut. In addition, the heart also, because we feel so much in the heart, via the heart. When the heart is happy and heart is singing, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. When your your gut is giving you the butterflies, yeah, that's the hell yeah. And you know, when it's kind of giving you that nauseous feeling, that's the oh yeah, hell no. You know, so it's interesting that you brought that up because I've been doing a, a, a fair amount of study on that. And I love the fact that, that you described it that way as a brain, because I do think we do have three different brains in our, our systems. And if we just listen to it, it will direct our traffic in our day-to-day -day activities without a doubt. No one's ever said, you know, I thought about doing it. I checked into my gut. It said yes. And I did it anyway. And boy, am I sorry. It's like... Have you ever had that? But it's more like I checked in, I knew I should, and I did it anyway. And that's when it was went bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite way to relieve stress? I love to hike and to walk. I love cats. We are heavily involved in cat rescue. I I don't think I'm completely crazy cat lady, curler in the hair and <laughs> moo moo walk around the neighborhood. But, you know, um, I just, I really love animals. And so we're pretty involved in rescue. So we, we do some things around here with our animals to take care of them. But for me, it's a, I love to exercise and especially we're in Phoenix. And so we've got great hiking trails and I walk every morning. I'm right now, my, um, my Fitbit's keeping me at 12,000 steps a day. So before I go to bed at night, I'm trying to get my 12,000 steps in. And I just, it's a great way to process. Oh, without a doubt. I love walking. I, I, I find it's one of the best ways to clear your head and a joyful way to be outside, especially on a gorgeous sunny day. I know it's probably sunny in Arizona. It is also sunny in Maine where I am today. It's a, just amazing. I, I love just being outside in that sun and just seeing the beauty of this world just naturally occurring every single day. It's good for us. Exactly. Do you have a personal mantra or motto that you live by? You know, probably a sarcastic, funny one, but not really, not a serious one. I love sarcasm. So I could come up with some fun. But, you know, it, it probably something I've said previously, like something about checking in with your gut or something. I mean, because I really do think about that a lot. Not really. No. Okay. Not that I can really think of. How about uh, a secret dream or a guilty pleasure that you like to participate in once in a while that you'd like to share with the audience? Well, my dream, and it's not secret as much as it really is my big lifetime goal that I think about a lot is um, I really want to be part of a solution here in the Phoenix area for these cats. We 
the reason we're so involved in cat rescue is because um, there's over a quarter of a million, over 250,000 cats in our neighborhoods. I mean, just think about how many cats that is. I mean, right now in my neighborhood, I got seven or eight of trying to catch and trap and neuter and spay. And I mean, it's, it never ends. We've been doing this for eight years and we've helped like 60 cats in the last eight years with getting them to rescue and all that. But there's a limit to what I can do right now with where I'm at in my life and with my resources. So my big dream is I want to be able to be part of a team that creates an outdoor cat rescue where we can help thousands at once. And it's totally poss possible. You can look around for examples in Fresno, there's Cat House on the Kings, where she helps over like 1200 cats at a time. They've, they've rescued, uh, I think it was 30, 40,000 cats over the years. Um, Lanai on the island of Lanai in Hawaii, they have an outdoor rescue. So my big um, personal thing that I would love to accomplish, and a big reason why I do what I do with my business and why I push it to grow it, is because um, I want to have those resources to be able to step away from my business to some degree, you know, and not work in it as much eventually, and to be able to spend more time in rescue. Animals are amazing, you know, so, and I love people, but um, animals are just pretty awesome. Well, you know, you know what, what is so great about animals is that, that unconditional love that they give no matter what. I mean, they don't care if you're having a bad day. They're not having a bad day. They're going to give you love no matter whether you, you know, do something mean to them or not. They just love the companionship and they just love you no matter what. I just love that about animals. And I feel like the cats didn't ask to be born outside. You know, like we don't have dogs just roaming the streets, um, but cats, for whatever reason, it's a little different story. So I feel like there's more we can do as stewards of this planet to help curb that situation. Let's go to a little bit on the business side. Um, just, uh, you know, since marketing is one of your areas of expertise, you know, people always, you know, especially with social media and everything that, that we're all doing to you know, spread the word about whatever it is that we are passionate about. You know, has there been one marketing idea that you have used that has been extremely successful that you'd like to share with the audience? Sure. Um, everything's marketing, right? Um, so everything we do, like even this, what we're doing right now is really marketing for me and for you. I mean, ultimately at its core, speaking is a marketing activity. Everything's marketing. Uh, it hit me today that even the news media has marketing and they're, <laughs> they're selling something. It's like marketing is everywhere. So when you're wanting to grow your business, what I found for speakers and consultants, and I can't speak to marketing and dental practice. It's just not what I do. There's some great experts who could. But for a speaking and consulting business, the very best way that you can market your services is by ultimately giving it away, by, by podcasting and helping people know what to do, by doing webinars where you help people know what to do you know it's just like the a mistake i see speakers and consultants make is they like dangle a carrot but they carrot but they don't really give you the nugget you know so it's like let help people know what to do they'll see you as the expert it makes me think about years ago you know my husband and i totally love my husband and he and i are both um not very mechanically inclined i'm just sorry uh, sweetheart but it's true and when we had our first house we wanted to it was a, a fixer-upper and we were which was not a good idea in retrospect but we had to change out a garbage disposal and i'm not kidding you, it took us like five hours and it should not take that long to just figure out how to take that thing up with the other one on and you know plug it in and i think about that a lot if it's like showing someone how to change out the garbage disposal. By the time the plumber would have showed me, I would have said, well, can I just pay you to do it? <laughs> and I, I find that for speakers and consultants, if we can just show people what they need to do, a lot of times they, it helps them. They could go try it on their own. They could go do, maybe do it on their own. But ultimately, they're going to see that you're the expert that knows how to put in the garbage disposal. And in the long run, let me just bring her in to work with my team. Let me just hire him to come speak for our, our meeting. We cannot be jacks of all trades. Like for me, home repair, that kind of stuff is not my gift. So I would encourage our speakers to think about that too. Share what is your gift. And those, there's going to be a lot of people out there where it's not their gift and, and they're looking for you. Outstanding advice. You know, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, share your expertise on the things that you're good at but hire out the things that, that you're not so good at because you don't have the time and you don't have the energy 
and it's too much of a waste of your time to sink in the effort and to figure it out. Exactly, exactly. Well, if you want, please share with everyone. You've shared your email address, info at Vanessa, uh, the dentalspeakerinstitute.com, and they can find you there. They can also find you at the dental bureau, dentalspeakerbureau.com. So it's confusing because I've got three and they're similar. So the main, the best place to go is the dental speaker, not dental speaker, but the dentalspeaker.com. And that's kind of like the mothership. And from there in the menu, you'll see the bureau and the institute um, or dentalspeakersbureau.com, dentalspeakerinstitute.com. The best email is info at the dentalspeaker.com will come right to me. I mean, they all do, but that's the easy one to remember. And uh, yeah, I, if anybody is interested in doing more with speaking, my favorite thing to do is to help uh, speakers look at their existing business or a new business for them and come up with a plan and help them know the next steps. I have a lot of awesome colleagues that we've been talking about here that, that work in this arena. So depending on where you're at, if you're looking for help with certain things, I'd be happy to help um, connect you with the, the people that can help you take that next step and really uh, grow your business. Well, and I will say from personal experience, everyone, that Vanessa did an outstanding job. All of my website, drmjhanlon.com, is all of her beautiful work. My brochures are beautiful work. So I can't say enough about the high quality of the workmanship and, and the ability to work together collegially. It's, it was an outstanding experience for me. So firsthand, I know personally that, that I can highly recommend anybody that wants to speak to come and see Vanessa. Thank you. We have a great team and thank you so much. MJ. I'm glad you're thrilled. It was, um, it was really fun working with you and thank you so much for honoring me and bringing me on here today. This is a lot of fun. It was great. It was great speaking with you and great to be sharing some time. So thank you so much for your time, Vanessa. Thank you so much for listening to the women in dentistry podcast with Dr. MJ Hanlon. If you like our show and want to know more about us, check out our website, thewomenindentistry.com, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us for our next episode as we bring you another amazing woman leading the way for the next generation.